You're listening to a collection of short stories, Windows of Life. Akarshita shook him violently. He woke up startled. Where was she? They had gone to the park. What happened suddenly? Oh, it was late. He didn't realize when he dozed off in deep sleep. He jumped off his bed and was ready in a ziffy. And off they drove. His sister was again in her best with a white dress laced with peach and black zari. Today, Shardul also took long enough to shave, dress nicely and look at his best. He even ironed his shirt, tie and a handkerchief. Really, who irons a handkerchief? Anyways. The machine was brought to halt in front of Akarshita's friend's house. Today, he just left the scooter. The imaginary thief could find no place in his head as it was preoccupied. The house was in full swing with the ceremonies already started. Where was she? He wondered. People greeted him and his sister. Everyone was busy while he sat on a chair in one quiet corner. His eyes were roving the entire visible part of the house. It was a huge house of railway department. The bride's father was a senior official in the Western Railways. He cursed. If only he knew people in the house, he could have asked someone as to where was Mishti. The seconds seemed like hours and the wait was impossible. A lady walked to him with a cup of coffee and said, You are Akarshita's brother, na? He nodded his head in an affirmative Nji. Come, we are going to start search the ring ceremony in the other room. Join us. His sparkle returned at the prospect of seeing Mishti again. He followed the lady. It was a large bedroom readjusted for the ceremony. In one corner, there was a mattress and a quilt with some idiot still sleeping. He was shown the edge of mattress to be seated. The room was full of younger crowd and women. My sister was also there, but she was busy in enjoying the ceremony, teasing the groom. Oh, you appear to be feeling cold. Tuck your feet in the quilt, the same lady who had brought him in said smilingly. He looked at the quilt. What kind of people are there on this earth? Such an interesting ceremony is going on in the house. And look at this Mr. or Mrs. Fool, whosoever. It is still sleeping. He smiled sarcastically, looking at the quilt. But yes, he did tuck his feet in the quilt. Wow, it felt so warm. The giggles were on with the ceremony in progress. He again switched on his scanner to find Mishti. No luck till now. The same lady returned in some time and shook the person sleeping in the quilt. Good. Such people must be woken up by pouring water and not just shaking. The lady called shaking again. Mishti beta, wake up and give this boy some space. He is feeling cold. I don't know what to do with this girl. She again has fallen sick. Actually, she didn't take care of herself yesterday. Even though I kept telling her to keep herself covered, the lady was talking to herself. She called out again. Mishti beta, Wake up! Mishti? He was sitting right next to her 
all the while and in fact with her inside the same quilt and he didn't notice she woke up with a tired face her glossy and tear eyes looked around sleepily meeting shartul's eyes he smiled meekly she took a few seconds before realizing who was sitting in front of her ma why didn't you wake me up earlier i need to dress up na also give me my medicines i want to enjoy the ceremony she sprang out of the bed beta you are not well just a while ago you were running a fever take rest the same lady who had led shardul into the room and offered him coffee was the mother of mishti ma i am all good see i don't have any fever her mother touched her forehead yes there is no fever it is a miracle good god how is this possible mishti's mother was surprised while mishti disappeared out of the door shardul asked her mother aunty what happened she let out a sigh and replied son she is suffering from an unidentifiable disease she remains sick for most time of the year while cold is not the primary reason i don't know what happened is generally when she is too sad or emotional it gets triggered till night it was okay but in the morning we noticed her high fever but see now it's a miracle she is again well maybe you are a lucky charm shardul didn't speak he did not understand much except that his mishti was there and he was her lucky charm after all her mother said so you're listening to a collection of short stories windows of life i am dheeresh tripathi your storyteller in no time mishti was back neatly done up hairs fresh face and a beautiful smile she opened her suitcase and pulled out a dress then looked at him it was a bright red dress he unknowingly nodded his head in a no did she ask him what to wear or he just assumed she pushed the dress back and pulled out another one same she looked at him again a nod of no she smiled and then came out a third one a white shaded charara with a matching chunri shardul nodded affirmatively she pulled it out completely came close and said i knew you would like this one only smiling and brushing her long hairs on his face deliberately she once again left the room chatter and laughter were all around in the air shardul waited while trying to be part of the function going on in the room it was a wait of eternity when she reappeared all eyes turned to the door an angel was entering the door her mother finally spoke wow mishti you are looking so pretty i have never seen you look so beautiful what is the matter everyone appreciated mishti who pushed others and made space to sit near shardul or literally just short of sitting on his lap he didn't know what to say he was dazedly looking at her she pulled the quilt a little and held his hand under it he woke up hi 
सॉरी आई एम लेट मिस्टी यू आर लुकिंग स्टनिंग वॉज ऑल दैट यू कुड सी शार्दुल एक्चुअली आई हैव गॉट माई बेस्ट मेडिसिन ऑफ लाइफ टूडे शी न्यू हर मदर वुड हैव टोल्ड हिम अबाउट हर कंडीशन इनफैक्ट शी टोल्ड एवरी वन शी मेट द डे वेंट ऑफ इन चेयर्स एंड लाफ्टर सेरिमनीज वर लिटिल डिफरेंट फ्रॉम वॉट शार्दुल हैड सीन इन हिज फैमिली ही वॉज टोल्ड दैट इट वॉज एन आर्यन स्टाइल ऑफ ब्राह्मण सेरिमनीज सीन ओनली इन द पीर पंजाल एरिया ऑफ जम्मू एंड काश्मीर As usual he didn't remember much except the moments spent with Mishti holding each other's hand giggling of her sisters on seeing them together a flaunting of dress and teasing him every now and then with her dark long hairs The day was once again short his father had strictly asked them to return before sunset He left in the evening with Akarshita and had a heavy heart Upon reaching home he was moving around in a daze with an occasional droplet in his eyes he was really touched deep inside only his sister could understand next day there was no reason to go to mishti's house he longed to meet her that day they were leaving by sialda express in the evening at 6 pm he again called his friend manish to accompany him to the railway station they made some funny excuses at their home and reached the railway station the train was 6 hours late its scheduled departure time was now in the midnight she and her family were nowhere in the sight shardul and manish loitered around for about 3 hours or so until shardul saw her entering the platform number 1 she also noticed him they exchanged unspoken greetings and spoke more than words the entire entourage entered the first class waiting hall which being air conditioned was locked once the legitimate passengers entered shardul and manish tried to sneak peek inside but were shooed off by the fat dark and murderous witch sitting at the door finally she reappeared again at 10 pm or so with her sister on the pretext of buying a magazine They went to the magazine stall. Shardul also darted towards the stall. They looked at each other with sad eyes. She held his hand tightly and said, "Ma and Baba will not allow me again to come out, as it is very cold outside and they fear I will fall sick. The train is further delayed by two hours. You should also leave." Before he could say something, she whispered, "And Shardul, I love you." You are my only medicine in life. Never leave me. And tears rolled down her eyes. Her sister consoled her. Shardul held her hand tightly and said, "I love you too, and I promise I'll never leave you." Suddenly, she noticed her mother coming out of the waiting hall. She, along with her sister, hurried back. Her ma noticed the tears in her daughter's eyes. and looked in the bookstall's direction the eyes met for a moment shardul hid behind a pillar but not before being noticed he quietly slipped out of the station along with manish they pedaled back home talking about mishti only he knew they will not meet for a long time or maybe never but they had promised to be in touch with letters 
he never saw her again but letters were a regular feature letters were on similar lines as always my condition is bad my parents are moving from hospital to hospital i so much want you to be around me and so on her direct and indirect lines always said so but shartul was just a student and long distance relations generally don't work his lines were never clear there was never an answer from shardul's side he wanted to talk to her he wanted to listen to her voice once again the smile the laughter and flaunting but every time he called her home landline number it was picked by her father or ma he dropped the line as always he could never gather courage to ask for mishti it was almost 3 years since he left the railway station he was tempted to call again he dialed from a pco booth the phone was picked up by her mother he couldn't hold himself any longer and said ma i am shardul can i talk to mishti please she sobbed for a few seconds then steadying herself said son i know all about you and mishti she told me she is very sick i have told all lies about you so that she stops thinking about you her condition worsens every time she thinks of you please don't call or write to her again i beg of you we want that even if our child is dying she should die in our lap and not anywhere else seeing this her throat got roughed up she couldn't speak anymore shardul froze not only at the plight and pleading of her mother but listening to the condition of his mishti he too got tears in his eyes he said softly ma i promise i will not talk or write letters to her i'll stay away from her i promise the phone got dropped he doesn't remember if her mother said thank you for understanding or it was just his own thought next few days were torturous more he tried not to think of her more she kept coming back to him he finally decided to allow her to live in his memories several years later his father told him that mishti had called up once a few days back and asked to tell you that she was fine and moved to uk when i told that chardul has got a job and he was moving out she was happy and wished luck from her side don't ask for her number as she had taken a promise from me that i will never pass her number to you his father said he never asked for the number nor tried to search for her but still at times he stares at the phone years after that evening at the railway station wondering will he ever come to know about her ever will he get a call probably no but shrugs off the thought like he always did today also when he happens to go to the railway station he glances at the timing of sialda express with no real reason the trains don't return once they leave the station at least not with the girl in pink and that's the end of the story this is the reshta party your storyteller narrating a story from my collection windows of life signing out do like subscribe and share